If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist. To find out if it's right for you. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improved jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. As a Forest Service employee, I had spent countless hours in the wilderness. Anyhow, this happened at Music Creek, southeast of Estacada, Oregon. It was late, and darkness had settled over the landscape like a heavy shroud. I was driving along the winding road, my headlights cutting through the gloom, casting in glow on the surrounding trees. The stillness of the night was broken only by the hum of my engine. And then, it happened. In the fleeting moment that my headlights illuminated the road ahead, I saw it, a massive figure darting across the asphalt. Its size alone was enough to send chills down my spine. Towering at a staggering 7 to 8 feet tall, it was a dark silhouette against the night, moving with an astonishing speed down the slope. My heart raced, and a surge of adrenaline flooded my veins. What had I just seen? Could it be possible? In that split second, my mind grappled with the unimaginable. Was this? A Bigfoot? The stories that had circulated throughout the region suddenly took on a new meaning. I had always regarded them as mere folklore, stories passed down through generations. But now, confronted with this inexplicable sight, I couldn't deny the possibility that these held some grain of truth. I brought my car to a screeching halt, my hands gripping the steering wheel tightly. My gaze remained fixed on the spot where the creature had disappeared into the darkness. Fear mingled with curiosity, and a wave of trepidation washed over me. Should I investigate further? Should I pursue this enigma that had crossed my path? 
Part of me longed for answers, a desire to unravel the mysteries that lay hidden within the depths of these woods. But another part, a voice of caution, urged me to retreat. The unknown can be a dangerous realm, and venturing further into its clutches might invite consequences beyond my comprehension. Reluctantly, I made the decision to drive away, leaving the shadowy figure behind. People don't believe me, and honestly, I can understand why. It's not every day that you witness something so inexplicable and surreal. Many years ago, during a holiday in Lisbon, Portugal, my friends and I embarked on a three-day boat tour into the vast ocean. On the second night of our voyage, the atmosphere on the boat was alive with merriment. Laughter filled the air as people gathered together, sharing stories and drinks while the music reverberated through the night. In the midst of the lively festivities, I found myself seeking solace and tranquility at the bow of the boat. I stepped away from the vibrant scene and lit a cigarette, my gaze fixated on the ethereal night sky. The stars shimmered above, and the moon cast its gentle glow upon the vast expanse of the sea. The rhythmic sound of the waves against the boat provided a soothing backdrop to my contemplation. And then, it happened. As if from the depths of some fevered dream, I spotted something swimming in the water directly in front of me. Its form broke through the surface, catching the moonlight and casting an otherworldly display of red, orange, and yellow hues. My heart skipped a beat as I tried to comprehend what I was seeing. It was colossal. The creature before me was massive, akin to the size one would imagine a whale to be. But this was no ordinary fish, it was more similar to octopus, or kraken creature. Its vibrant colors defied reason and logic. The creature undulated through the water, moving with an unsettling grace. It appeared almost serpentine, as if a whale-sized snake were navigating the depths with measured poise. Overwhelmed by awe and disbelief, I couldn't contain my excitement. I shouted for my companions to come and witness this astounding sight. But just as I called out, the creature began to turn beneath the surface, causing water to splash and churn. In an instant, it disappeared from view, descending into the fathomless depths below. To my dismay, none of the others saw what I had witnessed. They dismissed my account as a figment of an overactive imagination, a product of the night's revelry. Despite my insistence and earnestness, they continued their celebrations, the events of that extraordinary moment fading into the background. In 2012 I did a freshman outdoor orientation trip for my university. It was essentially a hiking trip and icebreaker. With a few other incoming students and upperclassmen slash teachers as leaders. We did our trip in Ohio but for years they had done their outdoor orientation in West Virginia, so naturally we asked what had caused the change. Apparently, the year before us they had been dropped off by the bus and the group had hiked into the forest as usual probably around 40 freshmen, 8 upperclassmen leaders and 4 teachers, a few miles down the trail it's starting to get a bit dark and they figure they'll hike for about 30 more minutes before setting up their various camps, they split everyone into groups to make it easier to meet people and more manageable for the leaders, around this time they pass a guy who looks as if he has been living in the forest for years, 
mid-40s, super overgrown beard, clothes are dirty and falling apart, seems to have a few screws loose, etc. Naturally this is an off-putting sight but he passes the group and is quickly forgotten. The next day one of the group leaders sees him again, pretty far away, as he's walking away from the group. This is somewhat peculiar, but it's not completely unheard of for there to be other people hiking out there. On the second night, the same leader heads away from the campground to brush her teeth and use the bathroom. As she is walking out into the forest with her headlamp on, she sees this same guy standing alone on the trail in the pitch black with no light. This time instead of walking away, he begins to usher her over. Understandably she does not want to get much closer but he begins to walk toward her holding a letter, asking her if she can deliver it to one of her kids. He shows her a picture he's drawn that shows the location of all the camps they have set up as well as notations for which camps are loud, how late they stay up, and other really creepy shit that makes it clear that he's been watching these groups for the last two days. At this point she begins to freak the f out so she tells him to leave them alone or else she will call the police. Instead of complying, he keeps insisting that he needs this letter to be delivered to one of the students. He explains that he is an ex-drug addict and that this is his last chance at redemption. At this point this girl is about ready to book it to the camp site so she takes the letter and tells him to leave and that she will deliver it. Thankfully he walks away, and as soon as he is out of sight she sprints back to her tent, frantically tries to explain what just happened to her fellow leaders, and calls the police via satellite phone. The police make their way out there fairly quickly, find this guy about a mile away from their campground and arrest him. They come to find out that he had a rifle, a handgun, rope and a bunch of empty prescription pill bottles with him. The letter he left with her explained that he needed a human sacrifice in order to get back with the grace of God and gave directions on where the recipient should meet him. Needless to say they headed back to campus three days ahead of schedule and the university opted to do the hike in a different location for my year. Back in 2007 on the USS Kitty Hawk. We had a shipmate's throwing chem lights over the side of ship randomly. The skipper required every sponson to be manned at night. I had a balls to four watch. I didn't see a chem light, but I happened to see a bright blue light coming from underneath the surface about 100 meters away. From the hull of the ship. It looked like it was 30 meters in diameter. It disappeared instantly. About 5 minutes later it came back moving slowly towards the ship. A bunch others saw it this time and called it in to the OOD officer of the deck. It then moved away from the ship underwater at an insane speed. I still to this day, believe it was a USO. Unidentified submerged object. I'm 52 and have lived in the US now for 12 years. Forgive me if my English isn't the best. It's not my first language. I lived in Puerto Rico most of my life and even served as law enforcement there for about 8 years. I know what I saw, so here it goes. I remember it being a Sunday night, a couple of days before the arrival of Hurricane Maria to the island. I was patrolling my tour alone, everybody else was sent home early. And due to the approaching hurricane conditions, 
The weather that night wasn't anything special and just very cloudy with some rain. I had heard on multiple occasions about chupacabra sightings in Puerto Rico, especially around the rainforest, which is right where I was during that time. One elderly neighbor lady said she had actually encountered one when she stayed late at work one night, apparently running out of gas. She claimed it looked like a small person with spikes on its back, red glowing eyes, and large fangs. She said it chased after her, and she had to get into her car and try to get away, even though she just barely had enough gas to do it. Just a fair warning, what I'm about to describe isn't pleasant, so be warned. It was around 1.30 am, and I had just passed a local river when a thing walked right by the road. It actually popped its head up, it didn't even try to hide or anything. At first glance, I didn't know what it was, and I thought maybe it was a small animal. But as soon as it fully turned and looked into my headlights and hissed, you could see what it was, chupacabra. Very skinny, spines on its back, large red eyes, very pale skin, and sharp teeth and fangs. It was the red eyes, though, that ultimately gave it away before I saw the rest of its body. Those eyes are so bright, they could pierce the darkness of the night, even through my headlights. This might sound silly to you, but at that point, I froze and felt something was wrong, especially when it hissed at me like some kind of rabid wild animal. Also, it's important to know that most Puerto Rican people are very religious. So if somebody is walking around out there and they see this thing, chances are they're going to think it's a demon or something from the realm of hell. There was no doubt about it in my mind that night that what I was seeing was a chupacabra. It disappeared soon after. This has been one of the most frightening experiences I've ever had on the job, and I've never seen or heard of such a thing here on American soil. Thank you for taking the time to read. I was patrolling my usual forest trails at night. I've been a ranger for eight years now, and nothing had ever scared me as much as this one experience that I encountered. Well, what I think was a Bigfoot. Doing my routine patrol on this night, it all started with me walking along the same trail I do at night to do my rounds. Being Florida, it had rained earlier in the day, so everything was calm and peaceful, minus the puddles of mud here and there. The sun had set about an hour or two before, which meant it was exceptionally dark outside, although I was already used to this. The moon was barely out. I saw a few other rangers patrolling with me, but they had passed by. And somewhere out of nowhere, maybe about 30 minutes later, I was walking along the dirt trail when I noticed something appeared in front of me, a dark, large figure coming from the right side of the path and then crossing in front of me as it headed off into some thick brush off to my left, palmettos. Actually, this is directly where I patrol, meaning there should most definitely not be anything even remotely close to resembling whatever this thing was. Its speed is what surprised me and took me off guard, considering it didn't even give me enough time to turn around and see what it looked like. All I could make out was that it was jet black, very tall, and easily taller than I was. It moved quickly. I didn't even have time to react until laughter had already gone into the bushes, disappearing as quickly as it had appeared, deep in the palmettos. My heart sunk, and I felt an odd sensation. It was this incredible feeling of fear. 
All I could think about is how much more dangerous it had just made my job that night. If there was some large animal out here that moved fast, was taller than I, and larger than I, that actually crossed paths with me like it did, what else might be lurking on here? Would it cross paths with me again? Was this thing actually looking for me? As I thought about it more, I considered the fact that if something was after me, then maybe whatever it was might be prepared to attack. Although I wasn't gonna back down without a fight, I began getting angry. Maybe it was my mind playing tricks on me, but I was a few hours away from my shift ending, and talking myself into returning to the station, telling myself that if I did, I would be safe. If this thing is out there, it's just as much looking for me as it is anybody else. So now, more than ever, getting to my ranger station was my only priority. I didn't really know what it was or what to think about it, but there was only one way to find out, and that was by continuing my patrol. Now, I stood still for a moment, debating with myself on whether or not I should continue, remembering all the times going back home early had made me feel like a failure. Although I had never encountered anything like this before, it didn't mean there's nothing out there. It only means that whatever it was hadn't bothered me yet. But now that it had crossed paths with me, I might be next on this list of things to kill. That would have made me sick. The rest of my story is pretty uneventful, unfortunately. After this, not a lot happened. I didn't see the figure again. And as I look back on this event and reflect, I believe I encountered a skunk ape, a Bigfoot native to the Florida Everglades. While it was probably harmless and didn't want to actually hurt or kill me, it was still completely terrifying. I still don't know if this creature was real or not, but that didn't matter. Regardless of what it actually is, I'm convinced that whatever it was, it wanted to hurt me. Or so I had convinced myself, and still wonder. Had the lookout watch on the bow of a tall ship at three or so on a clear night. Beautiful sailing weather, calm seas, could see every star, etc. You basically have binoculars and look at the water ahead of the ship, making little circles from the horizon towards the ship, then looking to the right, doing the same, moving all the way around the ship, with frequent looks ahead to make sure nothing's in your way. As I was doing this, I eventually got to looking behind the ship, where I saw a huge cloud of smoke coming off the horizon and it was lit up orange, like a ship had exploded in a huge fireball. There was nothing else around the cloud in the sky or the water. I estimated it to be just over the horizon, 8 miles. I hurriedly called to the bridge and reported some sort of fireball or explosion. As the office of the deck was checking it out, the smoke moved to the side, and then the moon started to rise. I was looking at the moonrise, and it was very orange since the moon was on the horizon, and there was one, single, wispy cloud in front of it. The cloud was backlit by this orange moon. The effect only lasted for a few seconds. If I had scanned that section a few seconds before or a few seconds later I would have seen some part of the moon, and maybe a little cloud next to it. But they just happened to line up right when I looked. Then there was the time I heard a she-devil banshee howl around the same time in the morning, while I was the office of the deck on another ship. Never figured out what that was, don't care too.
I worked as a park ranger. So one night I received a distress call about a group of hikers who had become trapped in an uncharted section of the deep forest. Determined to find them, I set out on patrol, equipped with my flashlight and a compass. The darkness enveloped the trees, casting eerie shadows that danced with every gust of wind. As I made my way along the trail, my heart pounded in anticipation. The hikers had reported their approximate location, and I focused on following their path. But as I ventured deeper into the forest, a strange feeling washed over me, a feeling that I was being watched. Suddenly, out of nowhere, a figure appeared in the distance. My heart skipped a beat as I strained my eyes to see. As I drew closer, my breath caught in my throat. It was a creature I had never encountered before. It resembled a Sasquatch, but its thick red hair and deep, piercing human-like eyes set it apart. I called out, my voice echoing through the trees, demanding answers. But the creature simply disregarded me and disappeared into the dense woods, leaving me stunned and filled with an inexplicable mixture of awe and confusion. What had I just witnessed? Was it truly a Bigfoot or merely an elaborate prank? Shaking off the encounter, I continued my search for the lost hikers. Their safety was my primary concern, and I pushed myself to navigate through the labyrinth of trees and underbrush. The sounds of rustling leaves and distant animal calls intensified my determination. Finally, after what felt like an eternity, I stumbled upon the hikers. They were exhausted and frightened but relieved to see me. I quickly reassured them and guided them back towards the safety of the established trails. As I led them out of the wilderness, my mind remained fixated on the creature I had encountered earlier. Once the hikers were safe, I took a moment to reflect. What was the true nature of the creature I had seen? I wanted to ask whether someone may have an explanation to what I could have encountered. I was walking home from work yesterday after dusk, yet it was still somewhat light outside, as during these times in Denmark, the light persists for quite long, and at three separate occasions encountered or heard something strange that I cannot fully comprehend or explain logically. The first one was a 50 centimeter tall, guesstimate, shadowy or dark bipedal figure running at high speed away from me which I only saw in the corner of my eye and did not pay much attention to. 300 meters further, I saw what at first appeared to be human in dark clothes walking around 20 to 30 meters in front of me, but when I took a better look, it seemed like it was just legs up to around knee height. After I realized what I have seen and could not make any logical conclusion of it, it turned to the left and walked through a tree line, after which it seemed to have switched to four legs and disappeared by the time I walked where it had been standing previously. What's even weirder is the fact that there is nowhere to hide in that area, and I had clear vision of where it should have gone, and even checked where it went into the tree line. It vanished. At this point, I felt eerie and creeped out, as there usually are not many people walking around, but it happens, though they always stay fully visible and never disappear. The third time was almost at my house door, where I have heard rustling and movements in bushes, where cats usually hide but they don't make such loud noises. The thing that I saw disappear into the tree line somewhat resembled a Fresno nightcrawler, but it had human legs, and was dark, black, shadowy. 
This was in Copenhagen metropolitan area, if it helps anyhow. My first name is Debbie. I'm not in a position where my full name can be revealed. I wish that wasn't the case. My encounter is brief but it has stuck with me since. In 1997 my husband and I were in the Peace Corps volunteering to do some good in the world. We were posted in Nepal in Dolpa, one of the most remote northern areas high in the Himalayan mountains around 10 to 12,000 feet above sea level. Dolpa borders Tibet. The area was closed to tourists at the time. It is very remote, but since we were Peace Corps and stationed there we were permitted to hike or track to rural towns to do our job. We lived mostly with Buddhist people. They were honest hard-working wonderful and peaceful people. We had been on a track to conduct services to local community health care workers in very remote villages. I'm a pediatric nurse so I would teach safe birthing techniques and care for infants and children, especially for burns, diarrhea, gastroenteritis, and dehydration. We trekked for two weeks at a time sometimes hiking above 14 to 15,000 feet above the tree line. It's very remote. The nearest village will be a day's hike in between and the occasional tea house or lodge every two to three hours along the trail would follow the glacier river with the occasional bridge to cross. The bridges often were just two large trees spanning the raging river or sometimes a suspended wood platform bridge. One time on our way back from a long two-week trek, we were hiking home and we were still about two to three days out from Dunai our home village. Our backpacks weighed about 25 to 30 pounds so they're packed tightly. This was the era before cell phones not that it would matter because even today I doubt there is internet WIFI service since it's so remote. But we had a regular camera that I'd pack deep into my backpack. My husband was in front of me on the trail. We'd been hiking for several hours following the glacier river and to my right was the steep gorge down the mountain leading to the river. To my left, as the steep mountainside traversed up very steep so steep one would have a very difficult time climbing hiking it. So we're trekking along, our thoughts to our own, when all of a sudden I felt my hair stand on the back of my neck and my ears started ringing. It got deathly quiet I looked ahead and I saw my husband still walking ahead on the trail. I stopped, looked down and right on the dirt trail was a very large footprint that traversed the entire trail maybe 18 to 20 inches long much longer than a hiking boot. I could easily make out the toes, with the big toe at a flat foot bottom and very wide heel. I thought wow someone has gigantic feet and is flat footed. But why would someone be out here in bare feet? Even Nepalese wore footwear when trekking, typically flip-flops actually. Then I just froze and my heart started pounding in my chest. I knew it was there staring at me to my left. I could feel it, I sense it right next to me in the bush maybe a few feet away on my left on the mountainside staring at me out of my peripheral vision. I had a human-like face, and its eyes staring at me. I never felt so much fear in my life. I didn't make out its body because it was standing behind a tree peering off to the side. I knew if I didn't yell for my husband to come and see the footprint he would never believe me. I wasn't about to put my backpack down to bring up my camera. I was too scared and had this sense of run now. Then, in my mind, I heard it say, just keep going. I will not hurt you but keep going.
Do not look at me. I said back in my mind, I just want to show my husband the footprint and then we will go. So I tried to yell. My voice froze. I cannot make a sound. It was so strange and I'm a talker. I barely got my voice to whisper to my husband to come back. Of course, he didn't hear me, so I kept trying to yell, but I just couldn't. My husband happened to look back because I think he sensed I wasn't behind him anymore and he started backtracking towards me. I still could barely talk and sensed the Yeti to my left this whole time watching me quietly. I didn't feel like it would hurt me but, nonetheless, I was petrified. When my husband reached me I pointed down on the path and showed him the footprint. He stared at it. Then he stared at me wide-eyed and started to look toward the Yeti and I said, stop. We got to go now. My husband nodded and we sprinted down the trail. We ran for about 30 minutes until we felt that weird feeling leave us. I felt petrified the whole time and didn't stop trying to sprint even with our heavy packs until we felt normal again. When we finally stopped I told my husband what I encountered, the voice, and the glimpse of its face, eyes, and that the Yeti had spoken to me in my head I never heard of mine speak until later and then it made sense. We both were so shaken but I'm glad he saw the footprint or I don't think he would have fully believed me. When we arrived in the next town to stay overnight we asked the locals if they'd ever seen the Yeti and, oh wow, did the stories fly. They told us the Yeti live in the mountain and to never hike alone and that if we didn't bother it would not bother us. But once in a while, the Yeti would come into town and take small livestock chickens and goats, or other crops mostly potatoes. They told us they tried to live peacefully with the Yeti but not to anger it or the Yeti would seek revenge. Children were not allowed to go in the mountains alone. Since that time and living on the US East Coast, mostly in Pennsylvania and Maryland, I'm not having any encounters. We hike the Appalachian Trail frequently but honestly, that's fine with me. I've heard whistling sounds late at night. I've encountered bluish orbs too, but that is another story for another time. I wanted to share my Yeti story finally. So, I'm not a skeptic or anything. I just haven't dealt with much paranormal related stuff because I steered clear of anything that could potentially haunt me, so no dolls, mirrors, paintings etc. About a year ago, when I was staying up late sometimes, I would hear this extremely loud breathing or at least some sort of airy movement that went on for 30 seconds whilst I just listened. It sounded the same and just as clear even if I was in different locations for each separate occurrence. Once in the bedroom, once in the living room, and once in the home office. On the second floor, it happened in several month intervals and it sounded consistent or mechanical perhaps? Enough that I figured there must be some sort of normal explanation. The house is very new, 2010s, no basement, no dark past or anything. What could explain that? Thank you. Two friends and I went hiking in the Tortolita Mountains when I was about 15. We hiked back in there for a full day, I'm not sure how much ground we covered, but it was a good amount. We set up camp for the night, cooked some grub, then I went to sleep in the tent. My buddy woke me up at around 2.30 am asking me if I could hear that noise. I sat there for a moment when I heard it. 
sounded like a mouth harp off in the distance, playing a tune. Then it stopped for a bit and started up closer to us for 10 or so minutes. Then stopped, relocated again and started up. This went on for about an hour. Every 10 or 15 minutes we could hear the sound coming from a different location. We were terrified. We had no weapons. I couldn't sleep the rest of the night. In the morning, we went looking for evidence of someone being out there and we found some footprints. I don't know how old they were but there were some there, 100% not a samsquawk. We are talking boot prints. The hike back was so creepy. Felt like we were being watched the entire time. Not sure if that feeling was because we were actually being watched, or if I was just sketched out from the night before, but it was one of the creepiest experiences I have ever had. Who even knows how to play a mouth harp? A friend of mine has encouraged me to share my experience for May 2021. Iron Pot Creek Campground in Toonumber National Park, west of Kyogle, New South Wales, Australia is where it happened. I and two friends were camped there for a week and one evening we heard a squawking screaming sound. We turned our flashlights on a black opossum being chased by a creature that was maybe four feet tall. We watched as the creature scurried up a gum tree only a few meters away. As we followed its climb it hopped from one tree trunk to the next tree some three meters away, apparently defying physics. As it hopped out away from the tree trunk and then moved in towards the second tree that was perpendicular to each other. One of my friends watched all of this with me and we had a lively discussion about its odd attributes but didn't think much of it. That night, I awoke in my van to a juvenile one, only a foot tall, with very long arms, and a red face that had a pointed nose almost like a chicken's beak. I was calm enough. I turned the light on thinking it would be scared away but I essentially needed to push it out of the van as its curiosity was strong and fear non-existent. I slammed the door and the poor thing got its foot caught momentarily but escaped. It took a few months of processing before I really could accept the fact these creatures are not something documented and are commonly known as hairy men. There was no strong smell but a notable distortion of time. The one week time passed with ease and the days were so calm. I have had time to accept what I saw and over the past few months have shared this story recently with a friend who had his own experience in the Daintree National Park, Queensland, and encouraged me to share. Me, my father, and uncle were out one evening hunting during the early archery season. This is southern Indiana so you can certainly get in areas very far away from other human beings but this is not like being in remote Montana or something. We we had hiked pretty far back into a big valley. People imaging Indiana as flat, but that is northern part. Southern Indiana is very hilly and rocky. We saw nothing and began to head back. At this point it was dark and we were about halfway up the valley. Once we got to the top it was a much easier walk that eventually connected to a fire trail. I want to repeat I am sure there is a very rational, boring explanation to this. Well we are walking and all of a sudden there was this. Noise behind us. I can't explain it. If you talk to people who spend a lot of time in the outdoors they can all tell you weird sounds you hear. I mean it happens. 
What made this one so weird is it was unlike anything we have ever heard. It was loud. Very loud. The best we can describe it as was a horrible screech with the mix of a growl. I can still hear that noise in my head today. It was genuinely terrifying and in the woods in early archery season can be very noisy but when this screech or growl happened it got quite. Maybe that was just our brains focusing on the unusual noise and ignoring the standard forest background noise but we all remember this noise and how it echoed through the woods and it sounds so unnatural it sounded. It sounded angry. It seems like I'm rambling but I just can't tell you how terrifying this noise was. Nothing in any horror film or sound effect has come close to replicating that sound. There are no words to give it justice. This is when shit really hits the fan. The second this noise happened we all of course froze. I was young but still had spent quite a bit of time in the wood but my father and uncle have spent a lot of time in the woods and it was very dark and my uncle was just barely visible in front of my and my father and our headlamps glow but I remember we all froze in fear and he turned back to my father Mimi and asked what was. And in the process of him saying that we were all three turning around back towards the noise. You have to remember this all happened very quickly. In reality from the time this awful noise happened and we turned around it had been maybe 5 seconds but as we all collectively turned around there was this bright flash of light. I know how insane that sounds and to this day when we tell this story people usually start to smile or laugh but I am as serious as a heart attack. As we turned around there was this sudden flash of light in the treetops. It was bright and covered a very wide area. It lasted a second or two and it went pitch black again. It was just like the cliché. All three of us with zero words began to run. There was not yelling, no pause, nothing. We all three just ran as fast as we could. My father even started pulling at me up this steep incline but none of us spoke a thing until we got back to our vehicles. Now I do not believe it was a UFO, shit I honestly do not believe in UFOs at all. There is no road in that direction but we like to think that maybe the conditions were just right and some large vehicle on a road nearby had their lights hit the treetops or maybe it was like somebody with a flare or some shit but we have all been in the woods and seen cars drive by, many with their blinders on to watch for deer, and this light was not like this. It was sudden, bright, white, and was in the treetops. I mean as batshit as this sounds it was like those cheesy UFO movies where the alien ship hovers and shines a big light from above. I am not saying that is what it is but that is the best way to describe it. We have honestly spent over 10 years running through scenarios and even though my brain tells me dude this shit happens. Do not fall for this. It was just an unusual set of circumstances and in the darkness your brain put the pieces together the best it could. There was no creature or UFO, but it is hard sometimes when you replay that event in your head. If it had maybe been the noise or the light alone I think we would blow it off but it all happened together and that is what really sticks with us all. I am going to be that old guy telling this story with the young people mocking me and I can't blame them. I would too but that does not change what happened and what I experienced. I'll start out by saying that the small town where I grew up, and where all of my family still resides, is in Monroe County, Ohio maybe 20 minutes or so outside of Wheeling, West Virginia. 
I was talking to my dad on the phone the other night. He told me that last week while driving home from work, he came across something he can't explain. His voice was shaky, unlike I have ever heard him. He works the night shift at a local coal mine and while driving home from work early one morning around 5.30 am he noticed a large creature crouched down in the road. It had bright red glowing eyes that looked directly at him. He said this creature also had very large wings which were wrapped around it as it crouched. He said he had never in his life seen anything like this. It had really upset him. He proceeded to drive by it, but when he looked behind him, it was gone. He said that he was actually scared to get out of his car when he got home in fear that perhaps it had followed him or was even in his car. After a few very tense minutes, he slowly got out of the car. There was nothing there. I asked him if he had ever heard of the Mothman. He kind of paused, then said that he had never heard of it until he started talking to people about what he had seen. He said that they would say right away it sounds like you saw the Mothman. You hear weird stories all the time, and because you don't really know the person who witnessed it, you just shrug it off. Knowing my dad and what a logical thinker he is, I believe he encountered something supernatural. He is usually the one who tries to come up with logical answers for things that are otherwise unexplained. He's very skeptical when it comes to aliens, UFOs, ghosts, etc. For me to talk to him and hear him tell me about this mothman-like creature was shocking. For this is not like my father. I will say that I am concerned, for what I understand is that when a person actually witnesses a mothman, oftentimes bad things happen afterward. There isn't a doubt in my mind that what he saw was 100% true. It has completely made a believer out of me when it comes to the mothman. I hope for the sake of my father and my family that that isn't true and that he made a mistake of identity. Hey everyone. So just to kick off, I am normally super skeptical of anything paranormal and I don't believe in ghosts, but I moved into an apartment 10 months ago and strange things won't stop happening. To start with, I went out of my way to find earthly, if that's the right term? explanations, but I am at the end of my wit and thought that maybe I would post my experiences here and people might help me understand what's happening. So a bit of background, I moved to Lisbon, Portugal last year and I found an apartment in an old building, I think it was built in 1890. I live by myself and I have never had a supernatural experience before this. All these events happened over the course of the 10 month period. But I think if I just bullet point everything that happened in chronological order, it's probably the most simple. I was in the bathroom and I hear a bang in the kitchen. I go out and see that my bananas that were on the kitchen shelf had fallen onto the floor. I hadn't touched anything in the kitchen for a couple of hours, but I figured they may have just been unbalanced and fallen. I am working at my desk in the living room and the mug in front of me starts moving by itself and then even changes direction and starts moving towards me. My reaction was actually like, this is cool. What's happening? I initially thought that it was to do with a condensation trail from the mug, but when I picked up the mug it's bone dry. Like I had had a cup of tea the day before and not cleaned it up yet. I tried banging the desk, but I couldn't get the mug to move at all. I woke up and saw a girl at the end of my bed. A girl I was dating was staying over that night 
so I assumed it was her, and that she had woken up. I asked, are you alright? And she didn't reply. I repeated the question and still no reply, so I reached over to tap her on the shoulder and when I started to lean across I realized the girl I was dating was still asleep next to me. A hit of adrenaline suddenly filled my body and went from being half asleep to wide awake. I was thinking, if she is here, who is at the end of my bed? Even at that moment, I was thinking I must have dreamt it, but I looked up and the girl was still there at the end of the bed. I stared in disbelief and her figure just slowly faded away. I was left stunned. I knew I had been awake the whole time because I had taken my retainer out to speak and it was still in my hands. I had started feeling uneasy ever since seeing the girl and at 2am in the morning I heard a bang in the kitchen. I had to really build myself up to go out there and I had convinced myself I had probably heard something from another apartment, but when I went into the kitchen a load of cans from the middle shelf, the same one as the bananas, were on the floor and everything on the shelf had been knocked over like someone had swiped it with their arm. At this point, I started telling people about these things at this point, which is kind of a weird feeling as an unbeliever. I tried to make an explanation for everything that had happened, but I couldn't really come up with a convincing story. I realized that a few things had gone missing from my apartment, like a few items of clothes and a small ball I used to help to stretch my foot. I look everywhere in my apartment, which is really small, but I never find anything. I also found a human scab on the floor. Super disgusting I know. I had no scabs on my body at this point and my only explanation is that maybe it stuck to the bottom of my shoe and I brought it into my apartment. I also find hairs on the floor that do not belong to me. I hardly have any visitors, so again this is quite a confusing thing to find. Everything then kind of settled down for a bit, and then last night and I had another thing happen. 5. This morning, my jogging bottoms, I think you would call them sweatpants in the states, were on the floor and were soaking wet. At first, I didn't find this really weird, but then I started thinking about it how did this happen? I was wearing them yesterday, so they were definitely dried during the day. And nothing else in the apartment was wet. No leak from the roof, the floor around them was dry, and there were no drip marks. I even checked the sinks and the shower, and they were completely dry. Even the non-paranormal explanations I could think of made me feel uneasy I realized my door wasn't properly locked last night could someone have come into my apartment, wet my pants and then left? I am sleepwalking? The jogging bottom smelt just of water, but they were completely soaked like they had been submerged in water. I just can't think how it could have happened. I am actually moving out of my apartment really soon, but this whole experience has left me creeped out. Maybe there is a logical explanation for everything, but I am struggling. What are your thoughts? What should I do? I am from Waterville, Maine. Back in the late summer, early fall of 1971, I was newly married and living in Colleen, Texas with my husband who was in the army. We had a small duplex apartment in Colleen. One night he had duty and I was home alone in bed around 3 am in the morning. I woke up suddenly and saw a black figure standing at the bottom of my bed. It was 8 or 9 feet tall and had huge big black wings and red eyes. 
I closed my eyes and opened them again and it had moved closer to me on the right side of my bed. I couldn't scream. It was as if I was frozen in fear. I covered my head in the blankets. I was so afraid. About five minutes. Later I looked and it was gone. It gave me a horrible feeling and I prayed never to see it again. Shortly after this event I came back to Maine as I was way too frightened to ever stay alone at night when he had duty. I told my mom I had seen a huge black angel that night and she was glad I came home as that didn't sound good. I had never heard of the Mothman but a few years later I came across an article and a drawing of one. Even before I read the article I said wow. That is exactly what I saw in Texas. It didn't have a noticeable neck and its face was like hooded, its wings tucked in on its side but you could tell they were very large. It was totally black except for the eyes were round, large and red. I still think of this thing with fear. Personally do you have any idea what it is? I'm 57 now and I am still searching for an answer. P.S. The apartment I lived in had a well in the entrance way that always gave me the creeps. A cistern I believe it is called. Just a flat rock covered it and it still had water in it. I couldn't see the water but I heard the plop when I dropped a rock in it. This probably has nothing to do with any of this but felt I should tell you anyways. I've been employed at a few different state parks around the country but for the past 10 years, I had been a park ranger at Shenandoah National Park in Virginia. I just retired this past fall, but I do miss a lot of things about my work a lot. Last spring of 2022 something happened that I wasn't prepared for at all. I've always been attuned to the sights and sounds around me and though I'm cautious I've rarely been afraid of much out there. The summer before last, 2021, we had a remarkably calm season. There were hardly any animals we had to deal with and it seemed the bears and other pests were leaving everyone alone. In April 2022 people started to hear noises around their campsites very late at night. These noises would drive their dogs insane but nobody had really seen anything unusual. It kind of felt like whatever it was was probing and checking out the area nightly but it was staying far enough away that we couldn't see it with our spotlights. Then one night when I was walking back to my quarters I started feeling a profound sense of dread and unease. There was the most creepy malevolent feeling in the air. I looked around and scanned the tree line before looping toward my door. I scanned the area from left to right and from my fire pit to the table. About 20 feet behind the table I saw a naked, extremely pale almost gray figure. There was this big boulder behind it so it was kind of blending in and not easy to see. If I hadn't purposely been scanning the area I wouldn't have noticed it. The thing had this humanoid quality to it, and it was very lanky and standing still. It was directly facing me. Then our eyes met and I felt my heart drop. I just went cold. I probably only stared at it for a few seconds but it felt like several minutes while my brain was trying to process what I was seeing. It stood between 5 and 6 feet tall and the shoulders were low and slumped. The body was frail and thin. It was crouched down on all fours. I couldn't make out many details of the face beyond its large black eyes. But its mouth seemed to be open and making strange clicking sounds. It's hard to describe. The fear and shock that came over me was terrifying and I couldn't think rationally at all. 
I slowly pulled my phone out of my pocket and I snapped a photo that seemed to startle it. I watched it jump up onto the massive rock and then climb the tree next to it. The speed it exhibited was astounding. I ran like my life depended on it the rest of the way to my door. I grabbed my shotgun and loaded it and aimed it at the door. I sat there with my heart hammering waiting for the doorknob to turn or the window glass to break. I even called for backup. I sat there and waited for what seemed like hours for two of my colleagues to show up. I must have sounded like a blithering idiot trying to describe what I had seen and what happened. I was usually really calm and collected which is probably what made them believe me. The three of us were all armed and we went out together to look for it. We stayed out into the early morning expecting to see or hear something but we never did. Eventually, at around 4 am we lowered our guard and went into my cabin to try to get some sleep. The next morning, I could hardly believe what I had seen the night before. I kept obsessively searching the area in the daylight to see if there were any shapes or items that I could have mistaken for the creature. But the only things around were my typical campsite things. I really really wished that there could be another witness for validation. I had to make my report but I had so little substance that I felt a bit ridiculous. I mean there were no sightings by anybody else and no one had been harmed. There were only the strange noises that people and dogs had been hearing in my one sighting. So, what could I really say? The photo that I had taken was dark and grainy and you could barely make out the rock, let alone the creature. I kept watch again that night to see if I could spot anything but there was nothing. The thought that this thing could be out there observing us was really unnerving. It was also really hard to want to warn people but not really have anything concrete to say to them. I attempted to have the photo analyzed by several professionals, but the pixelization and darkness made the photo useless. I work in IT and a couple days a month I have to work late after everyone else has left the office because I am running jobs that cannot take place while users are in the system. The important thing to take away from this is that most nights the entire office is completely empty but, twice a month, one person is in there working late. Most of the time on these late nights I just stay in the server room because there is security door with a door code and I hate going in and out as it requires me to punch in the code every time. It's just easier to stay in there and run everything from in there. So, somewhere during this time period the cleaning crew that had been performing janitorial services in my building lost the contract and a new company stepped in. The old cleaning crew knew me, had bumped into me numerous times, and had a rough idea of when to expect me. Not generally a problem. I didn't realize there was a new cleaning crew and, apparently, no one thought to warn them about my weird shift. So, anyway, this woman is cleaning what she thinks is an empty office. Little does she know that I'm actually in the server room at the same time. Late in the night, around midnight, I have to wait for one job to finish before I can start the next. So, I decided to do some cleaning up. A former co-worker recently retired. Nice guy. Really friendly. But he was also a pack rat. He worked there for over 20 years and never threw anything away. Empty boxes, obsolete calendars, and AOLCDs littered the place. Now that he was gone, we were trying to get rid of a couple decades of useless debris. 
I grab an armful of empty boxes, step out of the server room, go around the corner where we keep a card for recycling and dump the boxes in. The cart was empty so I knew the cleaning crew had already been through. Not a problem, just an observation. I go back into the server room. Apparently the cleaning woman came back about that time and saw that the cart she had just unloaded was now overflowing with boxes again. She apparently called out to see if anyone was around but, well, server rooms are loud. I never heard her. She turns off the lights in the office and starts doing a runner for the door. She goes down the hall and into the break room to head out the exit that way. The lights come back on behind her. She goes back into the hallway and the office is empty again. Even more boxes are in the cart, yes, I had gone back into the server room by the time she got back. She turns off the lights again and bolts for the exit. She's now outside the office and heading for the elevators. The reception area has glass doors and she sees lights turn back on again. Now the entire time this is happening she is never there when I come out of the server room. I know that the cleaning person must have turned out the lights but I don't see anyone and I'm turning them back on because it is almost pitch black in the office and I don't want to trip over anything. I'm not playing mind games. Just each time I think I just miss them and they've already left. The cleaning woman by now is creeping back in the office trying to figure out what is going on. She's tiptoeing down the hallway when, finally, we are both in the hallway at the same time. She, apparently didn't realize what the server room was or something. She certainly didn't realize there was room in there for someone to be working. She's looking down this dark hallway and I round the corner. Apparently, from where she was, it was like seeing a silhouette of a man just appear. One moment the hallway is empty and the next there is someone standing there facing her. I don't realize she's there as, once more, I'm carrying out trash. I hear a panicked shout and look up to see this stranger in the office retreating in terror. Fortunately she calmed down enough to ask me who I was. I think seeing a guy wearing a polo shirt and carrying loose garbage must have been more reassuring than, say, a prison jumpsuit while carrying a machete. You scared me. She said. Her scared? I was the one who just got screamed at. Anyway, I had to show here where the server room door was and where I had been lurking all night. Since then we've crossed paths a few times when I've been working late and she now knows my name and that, yes. I'm supposed to be there. More to the point, if funny things are happening when your back is turned then look through the window into the server room to see if someone is in there. Me and a friend took a charter to the Cortez bank for a spearfishing trip. We get there in the morning, and jump into the ocean with our guns, etc. Immediately the current grabs us and starts dragging us away from the ship. This is early morning, 80 miles out to sea and there's fog. We start making drops and looking for the pelagics, not seeing much we start to look for the boat and try and figure a new plan of attack. Nothing around us but fog. You can hear the boat, but only fog and there was a little bit of swell so you would go up, then down and think you'd see something. But nope. I begin panic mode but I know that if you panic in the ocean, you're done. I put my head down and started kicking toward where I heard the sound of the boat. Head up, nothing. Keep kicking, 
hoping to see it. All the while being circled by huge schools of bait and I could see the bottom. If I made some drops, I probably could have seen some yellowtail or maybe even tuna. Nope, keep kicking until you see the boat. Finally a swell pushes me up high enough and I see the faint outline of the boat. Kicked hard until I got close, then finally aboard. Eventually the fog cleared and it was obvious you could see pretty far but at the time, in the middle of the Pacific with no boat in sight, I went into survival mode. I waited half hour then jumped back in but this time made sure I could see the boat at all times. It was around 4 am and I had finished a movie on the couch with my husband, but he fell asleep. Once it ended I went to the door to have a cigarette before bed. We lived in a basement apartment and our door was ground level at the rear of the house facing south with a small backyard about 15 to 20 feet deep with three large trees lining the edge backing onto bush and swamp. When I opened our big door and looked out the screen door, which had glass at the top and a screen at the bottom. I typically open the screen door a bit and set the bar to hold it and stick half of my body outside to have a cigarette. As soon as I set the bar and looked up I immediately noticed three large glowing lights hovering at the very top of those three trees. Two white ones were in the two left trees and one red one in the tree on the right. I was taken off guard a bit and figured it was a reflection from the stove or microwave so I concluded that if I moved or blocked the light the light would go away. I ran into my bedroom which had a huge picture window right next to the door I was poking out of. If it was truly a reflection I'd see nothing in a dark room. So I peeked out of the blinds and there they were. I was blown away so I ran back out into the living room and looked again. For some reason I cannot understand why I didn't wake my husband to show him. It was like I was in a state of shock or like everything around me froze and I forgot about him. This time when I looked out the door, it was still open a little bit, I stuck my head out and all of a sudden I had this overwhelming feeling of being exposed, and just as I jumped to shut the door in fear I could make out multiple beings walking around in the backyard with two of them coming towards me at the door. But the way they moved was strange, like in one place one second then another the next. I freaked and slammed both doors shut and ran to grab my video camera and ran into my bedroom to record. When I looked out I could still see them. It scared me so much I couldn't handle the thought of opening the blinds, so I set my camera up and stuck it in the blinds. By this time it was probably around 4.35 am and I was wide awake in a state of panic in a half-seated position at the edge of the middle of my bed. The bed was against the wall with a large picture window spanning the entire bed, holding the camera and the blinds recording and taking the odd terrifying peek, when all of a sudden I'm waking up and it's sunny out. Only then I realized I was sitting or half falling off the end of my bed very awkwardly and the camera was on top of my dresser. I grabbed it immediately to review the footage. The first two playbacks were nothing and the third was only 30 seconds of blackness. I was devastated. Then it was like reality snapped back in and I looked up and it was 7.30 in the morning. For your information I, I cannot just fall asleep sitting up or not in a bed laying down comfortably, so the odds that I just passed out are highly unfavorable because it has not happened since. I barreled out of the room to tell my husband and I couldn't speak fast enough. I was in a total moment of panic and anxiety.
The first thing he asked is why I did not wake him and to this day I'm so mad I didn't but I can't figure out why. I remember looking right at him laying there sleeping when I first saw the objects, then it was like time around me was frozen. I was still in real time. Before that experience my husband an hour, at the time, three years old daughter would see strange lights moving erratically, always flashing white and red in inconsistent patterns. We live under a flight path and are used to seeing planes and small water planes or helicopters pass over but these flew much differently and very low also typically sighted and remained in the same area. After the experience, the sightings got more intense. Walking the dog I would spot a large light or craft that would seem to stalk me. My husband would often notice lights following him while driving home from work. I'd go out into my driveway to see the stars with my daughter and end up always having a sighting. One night I put out the garbage and a red light about twice the size of a yoga ball hovering above the middle of the road, very low. I looked directly at it and yelled go away. Quite a few times and returned inside. After that, we would rarely see them and were never stalked again. Though I do fear and am almost certain we are still visited, since over the past year I've had a few very strange vivid dreams that almost seem like memories of being on board a craft with my husband, tons of other humans gathered in a large room with multiple entities, some larger ones in robes at the front watching, and others walking around. One female entity comes over and takes my husband by the hand and escorted him to a private room, to briefly cover it. I am aware there are no answers to these strange events but am more concerned about finding out if there were any related sightings or experiences in my area around that time and about my story being documented for research, etc. I almost forgot to mention the area of trees that the UFOs were hovering in seemed to be affected, as the top of the trees died, exactly within the top of it. This occurred in Sudbury, Ontario, Canada.